0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Green Bay game is over. Now it's time to talk about what happened in the game, what went right. What went wrong? Who's to blame? It's time for the Green and Gold Postgame Show, presented by Lakeland University. Their commitment to education goes far beyond the classroom. Lakeland.edu. Your hosts for the show, Dan Plucker, and former Packers running back, Gary Ellerson, on the Big Show Radio Network.
2: We are a minute and 22 seconds from a final at Lambeau Field As the Green Bay Packers have a commanding 45 to 30 lead over the Chicago Bears. It's Dan Plucker, producer of the Wendy's Big Show and now host of the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. Here with you alongside is Gary Ellerson, former Packer and Badger running back, a guy that has played in this rivalry several times in his lifetime. It was a couple years ago now at this point, but still. One of the most historic rivalries in sports and it, they brought it today. Both teams brought it today and it was from, it was fun from the get go Gee, it was a fun game. I mean, it may be a little bit frustrating for Packers fans as my goodness onside kick uh and the bears recover and take it all the way into the end zone. I'm pretty sure it's a dead, dead spot. If they recover the onside kick though, Gary, right? Right, it should be. So the Bears will have be. the ball a minute At and twenty seconds left, and Packers still up fifteen. But like I said, this has been a rivalry. This has been a hell of a football game, G.
3: And it's a lot of things for the Packers to work on, right? Special teams today oh has been goodness. absolutely horrible. <laughs> I mean, just 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 special teams has just been absolutely horrible. And I don't know what they got to do. They got to get that cleaned up. They got to get it figured out. The return game, Amari Rodgers was bad. Uh, you just talk about the onside kick here. I mean, that's it's just bad you I mean, all outside of maybe was Mason Crosby okay today? was was he? Did he get all this uh, extra points?
2: Yes, Mason Crosby did not okay. miss a kick today. Okay, good, good. <laughs> that, that's, about of that, that's about the that's only about the only positive.
3: Stint of it, and, and 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 field goal block. That's it. But all your return units were horrible. Your cover units were horrible. You're looking at, you're looking at your own side, your, your own side, your hands team, horrible. I mean, this this just been a game where you look at the Packers and they have really a lot to work on from a special team standpoint. And uh, you, you start talking about defensively. I still think now you see some flaws in their game defensively uh, in the secondary. Although I think those guys play well. But I still think you can see some place where you can mm-hmm. hit some home runs on his team in the secondary.
2: You can join us at 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn direct toll free talk line. Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson, hanging out with you a minute and 12 seconds left. The bears driving Packers still up two scores. It's never over until the fat lady singing it. And she's not quite there yet, but Preston Smith brings down Justin Fields and makes it a little bit more like even more likely that the Packers do win this one. The bears still do have all three of their timeouts. So this is, this is not completely over yet, but it it's it's going down those lines. And Gary, I mean, you nailed it right yeah. on the head. This this special teams unit. I mean, I'm not the type of guy that that calls for people's jobs, but at at what point do you does a decision have to be made? Like how how much worse? Well, you're not
3: gonna do it. You're you can't do, do it in it. season. No, you're not. You're just gonna have to wait, ride this out until. Um... It's over. And so you just got to move forward. And I, and I think they can. They can go back in and get some of the stuff Playing To me, special teams is really about effort and being disciplined. And they just weren't, they, they just didn't have that in this game. I mean, and from the get go, they, they just didn't play well as a team. And that's why Chicago kind of got up on it. I mean, th- this game reminds me a lot of back when I played Dan. And that the Packers clearly are a better team. I think we all know that. Yes. Uh, And when I played, the Bears, they were a Super Bowl team. They won Super Bowl. They were clearly a better team. But with it being a rivalry, we came out and, you know, we gave it our best. And especially when you got a guy like Aaron Rodgers saying, I own you, I own you. Whether you believe it or not, it gets guys motivated to play a little bit harder. But eventually, what's going to happen? The talent's going to win out. I think that's what you saw. I think the Bears, give them credit, they came in here with a puncher's chance and they tried to knock the Packers out, but they just didn't have enough. I mean, the Packers, just uh, they have a better roster, better talent than the
2: Chicago Bears. Yeah, better coaching too, and that, and that does play all a role of the, in this. All that. Uh, and, yeah. and Nagy, Nagy to his thought credit, play, I thought I he, thought he played, coached he a really it. good game today. I, yes, I do. He did. He, yes, he did. there was a lot of, not in the second half, for whatever reason, the first half, no, the they first were doing half. a bunch of different things that were confusing the heck yes. out of the Packers defense, yes. all these motions all over the place, putting wide receivers in the backfield, yes. doing wildcat offense. We saw a bunch of crazy stuff from the bears yes. offense. And and that's what, when you know, you are an inferior team in any sport, you bring out the trick plays and and the bears had the trick plays today. They, they, they had all of those things throwing everything, the kitchen sink at the green Bay Packers defense. And it worked. It was working very well for the Chicago bears for uh, the first half of this game, which is why it was as tight as it was in the, in that first half, that and the abysmal special teams giving up 200 yards uh, and also taking a weird kickoff and, and touching it and it goes out of bounds and the Packers start within their own 10 yard line. It was just an ugly game across the board uh, for the green Bay Packers uh, special teams, but also just from the start, like you were saying, Gary, they, they came out of this bye week and, and they, I don't know if it was, they weren't prepared. They weren't up for this game. Like Razul Douglas just got, no, that's, that's a uh, Shannon Sullivan just got the game winning interception right there. So Channon Sullivan, well, there's uh, my two. The, yep. Yeah, there's your second one. You said Justin Fields Very was two. on your list and uh, there was the second one. And that will put ice on this one. As the Packers just have to take two knees now, and it'll be a final at Lambeau Field. Packers will beat the Chicago Bears 45 to 30. The final score, an important score for some people out there uh, who I'm sure were betting this game and had the Bears at probably plus 11 and a half, plus 12.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry to all of you out there listening that were maybe thinking that, but th- but this Packers team was cold coming out of their bye week. I I don't know the, the exact perfect word for it. The offense w- was fine, but, but the special teams and, and the defense especially just did not kind of bring that juice in this game. And and Gary, that's what something we were talking about all week on the Wendy's big show was that it didn't feel like there was a lot of energy, a lot of hype in this game. And it kind of took the bears putting a whooping on them early for the Packers to wake up and be like, Oh crap, we could actually lose to this team.
3: Well, it just seems like they were out of sorts a little bit in the first half. And I think you saw um, in the second half, they came out, Coastal Floor got control, the tempo of the game, and you saw them come out, run the football a little bit more with A.J. Dillon, and that slowed everything down, and they got control. They were throwing the football around way too much in the first half. I don't Mm -hmm. know why that was. But in the second half, they slowed everything down, they got it in control, they took command of the game
2: they they did Packers win 45 to 30 officially a final at Lambeau Field potentially Aaron Rodgers last game as a Green Bay Packer against the Chicago Bears and he puts on a Aaron Rodgers versus the Packers type or versus the Bears type performance 29 of 37 341 yards and four touchdowns the difference maker in this game from start to finish just an incredible performance from him let's get out to the phones at 855-830-8648 where you can join me Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson on the Green Gold Post game show presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. Steve dialed up that number, and he's now rewarded with being on the show. Steve, give us your thoughts on the game, man. Steve, you there? Um, yes, I am. I all am. right, how's there going? you are. Steve, how's it going?
5: Good, good. My um, thoughts on the game, first half, I'm sitting here like, what the hell is going on? It all, it all comes down to me with special teams. That is just absolutely atrocious part of this team. I can't figure it out. Why can't they just punt the ball out of bounds every kickoff, making sure it's out of the end zone? I don't get why they can't, They give these teams opportunities to field these punts, these kickoffs. They're, they can't tackle. It's absolutely atrocious, and it could cost this team in the playoffs, and it's scary because, you know what, defense looks great, offense in the second half looks fantastic, but now you're going to let special teams on the punt, and kickoff units really diminish you. That's scary, guys. But I hope they can figure it out because at this point, you're not going to you're not going to improve your tackling. You just need to improve your game plan of where you're putting the ball, as far as on um, the kickoff to punks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Sure, Steve. Thanks for the call. And and he's dead on. And and it's been an all season long problem. It, it came to a head today, coming off the bye week. And you're hoping coming out of the bye week they would have some of those issues sorted out, Gary. But they they just didn't. Same issues we've been seeing all season.
3: No, it really, has been and so, but you haven't seen it this bad. I think today was an all-time low. Well, well, I mean, well, I, I shouldn't say that. Uh, Mason Crosby, just in that portion, that that was bad. That was upsetting. And but I think there are a lot of people to blame with Mason Crosby because you changed the you changed the long snapper and you changed the holder, so that has something to do with that. But I think for the first time this year. Just the return units and the cover units—they—they they were horrible. I mean, I don't think we've seen it this bad all year long. Like I say, they can go in; they can get this fixed. Now, if they're looking to move on from—is—is uh, is it Drayton? I believe that Mo Drayton. Yes. Told? Yeah. If they're looking to move on from Mo Drayton, then that will have to come at the end of the year, because you're—you're not necessarily you're stuck with him, but you're gonna have to try to work it out with him. Uh, for the rest of this year. Right. Hopefully it didn't come back and bias and cost the Super Bowl.
2: The the thing, the thing for me is though, how have more people not been given opportunities to return the football? It's been Amari Rogers and then Randall Cobb when Randall Cobb was healthy and took don't like have, one snap. do have
3: anybody else.
2: But even, I, mean, I just need somebody who can catch the football. Amari Rogers has not proved to me that else? he can field punts. I don't know, throw Lazard out there, throw EQ, yeah. like any of those guys, just to see if they can literally just catch a football, wave their hand, take a take a fair catch wherever it's coming down, and just catch well, the football.
3: Punt return for me and I return punts. Uh that's it is probably the, the the toughest job there is out no there. No doubt. Kickoff returns hard. So you're not just gonna throw anybody out there. I mean, they 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 just that's all they got. They don't have anybody else. I mean, that's just who we're stuck with at this point. So they've got to ride that out. They didn't cover themselves there. They thought Mm -hmm. Amari Rogers was the answer in the return game. It just really hadn't proven out to be that
2: way. Mm -hmm. Well, the Packers, regardless of the massive issues that were of the special teams today, did win the game 45 to 30 in what? somehow was felt like a game that was never really out of, out of their possession. It, it felt even when they were down early in this one, that the Packers were still capable of winning this thing and that they were going to, and sure enough, they wind up winning by two, t- two scores and in rather con in, in a, in, in something that will invoke confidence in a lot of fans. It was it was a dominating performance in the second half. And we, it was more of a matter of when it would happen. Not if it would happen for a lot of people, I believe. And it did happen. The Packers win 45 30. You can join me, Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson on the green gold post game show presented by Lakeland university at 855-830-8648. eight, three, zero, eight, six, four, eight. We'll hit a quick break. When we get back, we'll get to your calls and talk more about this Packers win next here on the big show radio network.
6: back. Rodgers comes back to the left. Wide open is Jones, and he is into the end zone again on back-to-back offensive plays. 23 yards this time. Joe.
2: It's the Green Gold Post Game Show. The Packers win forty-five to thirty over the Chicago Bears. Now Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson, hanging out with you, and Aaron Rodgers still owns the Chicago Bears. An absolute historic performance from him tonight. Four touchdowns again against the Chicago Bears team. Three hundred and forty-one yards. Only had eight incomplete passes throughout in, on 37 attempts, was absolutely dominant in this football game. And the main reason why the Green Bay Packers won this thing, Gary, he was just unbelievable tonight, as he always is against the team down south.
3: Well, little, I, I thought a little touch and go first half. I think the Chicago Bears came in and said, you know what? We're going to take Devontae Adams away. And they did that. And they forced Rodgers to try to do some other things differently until they got used to what they you know, Chicago was playing. That really didn't happen until really in the second half. And like I said before, I think, and I don't know if they go in the locker room and, and Matt LaFleur says, okay, we got to start throwing the ball all over the place. Let, let's establish a run game. Let's get A.J. Dillon going. And once they established A.J. Dillon, and then you saw the passing game starting to work. You saw Devontae Adams start getting open, start catching some passes. Josiah DeGour, I thought, played a really good football. I mean, you now see what Josiah Degura can bring now to this offense. He's your lead fullback. He's your ace back. He's your motion guy. And you can get him out in pass pass. So I thought uh, for him today, it may, may have been a coming out party for Josiah Degura today. Within his offense, or how they can use them,
2: no doubt. Taguarda did have a really good game, Gary, and and I know that a little bit. It was a touch and go a little bit early, like you said, but Rogers still figured things out. He still got things going late in that second half. And then all of a sudden it just exploded or late in the first half, I should say. And then yeah. the second half, it did wind up exploding and Devonte Adams finished with 10 receptions and 121 yards for two scores. But you're right. right. That first quarter and a half of the game, the bears did find a way to slow down Devonte Adams and they did, did throw something different at, the Packers, something that they have not seen because not many people have, and, and coaches have been able to figure out how to slow down that duo. The bears did so early in this game. It's why part of the reason that in special teams is why the bears jumped out to such a lead. Let's go out to uh Tony and Marietta. Tony, you are now on the big show radio network at eight, five, five, eight, three, zero, eight, six, four, eight. Tony, give us your thoughts on the game.
7: Yeah, I just, I swear. They better not let Russell Douglas go anywhere. That dude is a beast. Um, I hope that they just keep him. And I got a feeling that he's going to do something big in the playoffs. And uh, I was mad at Rodgers for the first quarter. But once I saw that uh, fake handoff, I knew everything was going to be okay. <laughs> and uh, just loving our defense right now. They just still managed to be opportunistic and uh, take care of everything. And last thing, I just want to give a quick shout-out to my family. Uh, Rudy,
0: we love you and we
7: miss you, buddy. So just wanted to throw our love to him out there.
2: Stay All right, nice. Tony. Yep, thanks for the call. And And he nailed it on the head. The defense today was something else the defense wound up allowing seven yards until the last two drives where the bears kind of tried to mount some kind of comeback a total of seven yards for the for the first the, or i should say the third and the first part of the fourth quarters in tonight's game seven yards seven it was four possessions thought, seven I, yards for the bears,
3: yeah, yeah I thought the defense was spotty in a, like, like once again in the first half like, much like the offense. It felt like they and you you talked about it. It just felt like Nicky was maybe a step or two ahead of the defense, using a lot of motion, using a lot of quick game, and the Packers defensively just couldn't catch up to it until the second half. I still think that the the, the, the Packers offense slowed the game down, and that and, and that was to me was a positive that they let the defense catch their breath and not be on the field so much.
2: Yeah and and you're definitely right Gary the defense was on the field a lot during the first couple of minutes of this game Razul Douglas though and and I and I've been critical oh, of him right. just to the point where I'm just like this guy's so hot. At some point, oh, he, has to, cool he, said, he has, has to cool off. I said he has to cool off. And then he you comes did. out tonight, gets another pick that six, guy, and nearly guy. has two in this game. Because there you was know. the one play that he broke up where he, if he would have picked that one off as well, he would have had two pick sixes in the, in this I game. Know. And he could have had two last game against the Rams too. He is playing absolutely unbelievable right now.
3: He is. Well, he's laying on these out routes that these quarterbacks are are not really looking at. I mean, he has such good break on the football. I mean, his first step is unbelievable and quarterbacks are just not timing it up. Just right.
2: Yeah. He's jumping a lot of routes and and it's right. Like you said, it's, it's all the underneath the break. Yeah. It's the break
3: though. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's clearly off the guy. The guy is clearly open, but his closing speed, the way he jumps on the ball is absolutely incredible. Now, now here's what you're going to see with him. You're going to start seeing double moves on the out and up. That's coming. No doubt. everybody knows he's doing it. Now they're going to get it with an out and up.
2: Yeah, it, it's going to happen eventually, and hopefully one of the safeties is there to help him out, or he just realizes that... He can't keep jumping these routes all season long won't Realize until, get burned. <laughs> until he gets burned on one of them. That's and that's where that's where it's it. going to get a little bit concerning. You're right, GE. right, let's go out mm. to Ty in Philadelphia. He is now on the Green Gold Post Game Show. Ty, give us your thoughts on tonight's game. Hey,
5: what's going on, guys? What's up, dude? What's up, Ty? Man, listen, I'm going to stick to the positives, man. I love the defense. Uh, Rasul Douglas, man, he's playing like a dog out there. Kenny Clark playing like a dog. Preston Smith playing like a dog. Eric Stokes, nobody can run past him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, the MVP, three quarters of the way throughout the season, two years running. You got number 17, the best wide receiver in the game. That equals Packers, best team in the NFL, guys. Super excited. Great game. There you
2: go. Ty, thanks for the call. I don't know if I can call them the best team in the NFL. I don't. I, I think they have the potential to be the best team in the NFL but I don't think the best team in the NFL comes out and as slow as the Packers did tonight against the Chicago bears and has as many special teams errors as they did tonight against the bears. They are one of the best teams in the NFL. And when they're right and they're healthy and they're playing their football, they are tough to beat. They are very tough to beat. And they are probably the best team in the league talent wise, all these things. I mean, heck they're 10 and three with, without, most of the season, three all pro players. And and now Elton Jenkins out to hopefully Billy Turner's okay. He's out now as well. And, and what they've been able to do despite all of these injuries is nothing short of incredible, but Gary with, with these issues that are recurring at this point until they can figure them out and prove to me that, they, that, they are no longer a problem, especially in the special teams area. I don't know if I can call them the best team in the NFL. Well, who is probably Brady and the Bucks. Were they didn't they almost lose today? They almost lost to the Bills, yes, but they also yeah, won in overtime. And and Tom Brady, when he has all of his weapons, which he has not for a majority of this season, because Evans is out a couple weeks, Godwin's been out a couple weeks now, Antonio Brown's been out a couple weeks, Gronk was out for a few weeks as well. I, I I believe Tom Brady and the Bucks are probably the best in the league.
3: I mean, I think you can make a point, and I'm just... I'm not saying I don't disagree with you. I'm just being on the other side of it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, But you can make a point that I think the Green Bay Packers are probably by position and by status in league missing more than any other team in the NFL. I agree.
2: I agree. But some of that talent isn't coming back this year. Elton Jenkins not coming back this year. Who knows what – I mean, we haven't seen – David Bakhtiari or Jair, what he looks like playing while still injured. Darius Smith uh, coming back as well. We haven't seen those guys on the field well, no, yet I'm, this season.
3: No, my my point being is that you say who's missing from Tampa. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you who's missing from green Bay. Oh no, but no and, doubt. And, and, there and are I certainly think, some and people. I think, and I think from the Packers standpoint, the guys that they're missing are much greater than the guys that are missing with Tom Brady. Now, they got a good win. Buffalo's a really good football team. They're a playoff team. So, I mean, you, kudos to, to the Bucs going getting a win. But here's a Buffalo team that lost last week to a big loss. They come to Tampa, try to steal one at Tampa. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew that wasn't going to happen. You're right. Grunt, they just got back. AB is gone. But you look at back TR, so I won't even count Elton Jenkins, but. If you look at the the, the totality what they've lost offensively defensively, mm-hmm. I think the loss for the Packers are much greater than the
2: Bucks. Right, and, and I agree with you, Gary. When they're fully healthy, and if they can figure out these special teams woes and the and the times that the Packers' offense goes a little stale, like we have seen this week, we've seen in previous weeks as well against the Vikings, I can think of too. It, it it's somewhat recurring things. And until they can solve, completely solve those issues, it's tough for me to say that they're better right now than Brady and the Bucks. And maybe you can throw even the chiefs who rolled to get today against the Raiders and have seemingly figured out all of their issues since they played this green Bay Packers team. And also the Cardinals out there as well. And I know the Packers beat them earlier this season, but they're also playing. I think it's those four teams that are sitting at the top of the league right now.
3: Yeah, I would agree with you. No no doubt about it. That will be my four as well.
2: Yeah, so I, I, that's the only thing for me. Until I see the Packers figure out the special team stuff, I don't know if I can call them the best team in football. But, man, they're still right there. And they have yeah. definitely shown, especially in this game even, that they can be the best team in football. And that might be the most frustrating part of all of this because they are certainly capable of getting to those marks. It's Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson hanging out with you on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. we got to hit a quick break here. When we come back, we'll continue to break the game down. Take some more of your calls at 855 830 648 as the Packers beat the Bears 45 to 30 more coming up next
1: The Green Bay game is over. Now it's time to talk about what happened in the game. What went right? What went wrong? Who's to blame? It's time for the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University. Their commitment to education goes far beyond the classroom. Lakeland.edu. Your hosts for the show, Dan Plucker, and former Packers running back, Gary Ellerson, on the Big Show Radio Network.
6: Deep deep drop by Rogers and a long throws pulled in by Adams sooner or later. Touchdown.
2: He still owns them. Aaron Rodgers. And the Green Bay Packers defeat the Chicago Bears in convincing fashion, 45 to 30. It's the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. Dan Plucker and former Packer and Badger running back Gary Ellerson hanging out with you after the win. You can dial us up at 855-830-8648 on the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line. Just like Nate in North Milwaukee did, and he is now on the Big Show Radio Network. Nate, give us your thoughts on tonight's win. Oh, What's
7: good, you guys? Um. Yeah, the special teams was bad today. Uh, I'm not going to put everything on uh, Drayton, uh, special teams coordinator, because um, from what I was seeing, guys weren't in lanes, weren't filling lanes correctly, and they weren't breaking down and tackling. So, I mean, he can tell them, he can put them in places, um, but the guys got to go out there and execute. So for people to say he should lose his job over guys not executing, um. I believe I think that's highly unfair. Um, so I'm not saying I'm not saying don't he doesn't deserve none of the blame. But I'm saying it's fifty-fifty. It's fifty on him and it's fifty on the guys out there on the field. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that. But then um, the it, it did look like uh, guys came out slow today. Um, so, so what you would expect after a bye week, but. This first, this first quarter um, slow streak that the offense is on, that has to get corrected because when you go against better teams, when you go against playoff caliber teams, um, you're not just going to be able to just turn it on in the last two quarters. Sure. You're going to have to get some type of scoring in the first quarter um, earlier in the game to uh, to win ball games in the playoffs and when you go against better teams
2: hmm Nate, thanks for the call. And and he brings up a really interesting point because with the bye week, Gary, coming out of it, the Packers have started slow each of the last couple of seasons. They they got annihilated by the Buccaneers last year in week five after a week four bye. And then the year before, they got killed by the 49ers in San Francisco, 38-7. to uh, Both of those games on the road, both of those teams wind up being Super Bowl teams. And one of them obviously winning it with the Buccaneers last season, but the Packers are lucky that they were playing the Chicago bears today and not one of those better teams in the NFC or AFC, because had they start started like this against one of those teams, it could have been very similar to week one, I feel like, where the Packers just had nothing going and it stayed nothing going all game long because the team rode that momentum. But because, like you said, the Packers had better talent, better coaching, better scheme, better everything is why they could still pull ahead and beat the Chicago Bears today forty five to thirty g,
3: yeah, I don't know what you make of that because I still think, yeah, the bye week I mean that that's a big deal, not not saying that it's not. Um, but I still think you got to give credit to Chicago. I mean, they don't get me wrong. I mean, when you walk into somebody and say, go, you go, I own, I own you, I own it, I still own you, that makes teams play a little bit better. Now, I know a lot of guys like our good friend, Leroy Butler, they don't believe in kind of stuff like that. Right. Because he's never played on a team like when I played on it. Because sometimes if that's all you got and that's all you're grasping for, mm-hmm. then that's what you're kind of playing for. You're playing for pride. And you are now reaching down trying to find something to give you an edge when you just don't have a talent to do that. Now, I, I think some of it, right, the, the offense to me was out of sync. Defense didn't play uh, uh, particularly, particularly well uh, in the first you know, quarter and a half. Uh, but I, I think they needed to adjust, and for me, I just don't didn't get why they were throwing the football around so much uh, in the first half. And it seems like they go in halftime, go all right, here's what we're gonna do. AJ Dillon's our guy. I think once they start riding him a little bit more, the offense settled down, and I think you saw the defense got a little bit better as well.
2: No doubt he is. Former Packer and Badger running back Gary Ellerson. I am Dan Plucker here on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. Live from their studios as well with online learning in seven locations throughout the state. Learn on your terms at lakeland.edu. Let's go out back out to the Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line at 855-830-8648 and talk to Jay in North Carolina listening to the Odyssey app. Jay, uh, give us your thoughts on tonight's game.
8: Was good, y'all. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Uh, I, I was going back to what you said, Dan. Like, the offense gets stale, and Gary's been talking about adjustments. I'm just wondering, do they just come out and say, we just going to run our base stuff? Like, we're not going to do nothing too fancy, and we're going to see how the defense adjusts. Cause I, I think they said, like, our first quarter, we've we been outscored in the first quarter, and after that, we uh, kind of pick it up. But um, I, I don't know. It, it's just like they don't... Before has it's, it doesn't seem like he's opened up the offense this year. It's like it's been a spurt. And I say that because you feel like Minnesota, we played them. They came out. They shot all their bullets. Like they were, you know, Kirk Cousins, he was driving down the field. They were just doing all their best stuff. It, seem like, it just seems like us, we just, we just going to come up with a base game plan. Okay, we get down. We're going to open up the offense a little more. So, I don't know. I just think four just has to open up the offense. Like we score forty-five, like we got to come out like that every game because we, like y'all said, we played Tampa, even Dallas teams like that. We get down against them, the defense playing like the way we're playing. I don't know if we can come back and uh, you know come back and get the win against those teams. So yeah, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the playoffs, man. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm waiting
2: for. <laughs> Absolutely, Jay. Thanks for the call. Yeah, and, thanks and, for call, buddy. And that's the point where we're at. The Packers are ten and three, and and. Every game, win or loss, people are going to be breaking down games and thinking, yeah. how does it impact us in the playoffs at this point? Because everybody and their mother knows that the Green Bay Packers are going to be in the playoffs now. They have 10 wins. That's that's usually the, the bar, and they still have four games to go and could be winning even more at that point, too. And so you have to start evaluating this team, Gary, correct, the, as a playoff team now and trying to find those issues that could wind up costing you, which is largely what we've been doing all year long.
3: I think it's been a work in progress for them, for the Packers. Now you you lose Billy Turner today, and you bring in Kelly over there at right tackle. I think all this has been uh, a just a moving in progress on how they want to attack teams offensively. Maybe it takes some time to get into what they want to do offensively. Uh, if you look at um, if you look at our defense against their offense. Uh, still, I mean, they, they got some big plays on our, on our defense. So they're just going to have to get that figured out. And I think with time uh, it'll happen. have, you get, hopefully you get Jair back and then they'll sell some things they will push everybody down a pecking a little bit, which they may need.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and now the, you know, the news of, of David Bakhtiari may be coming back, all of these different things over the la- course of the last, what, three weeks. It, it feels more important than ever after that Billy Turner injury today because the, the offensive line, I, I, I have to give him credit, and I've been giving them credit all season long because what Adam Sinovich is continuing to do with this group unbelievable, is right? unbelievable. I have never seen anything like this in my entire life, Gary. They have one starter remaining from that first group that they had in week one at the same position that he started the year at because Lucas yeah. Patrick was at left guard and has moved to center. So, so now you have Yash Nyman, uh Dennis Kelly on the outside, and then uh, John Runyon and um, Royce Newman on the guard positions and Lucas Patrick at center. And that group allowed two sacks today. And both of them were early while Billy Turner was still in this game. So whatever the Packers have to do to keep Adam Senevich as the offensive line coach now. And for a long time after this, the Packers have to do it because he has been nothing short of, like we used that unbelievable no. throughout yeah. the course of this season, losing almost every one of his starters.
3: No, you're right. I mean, it's just, it just, and right now, short term, it's okay. I don't know what this team looks like against Tampa Bay.
1: Right. This or Dallas. I mean, this
3: offensive line, this offensive line. Oh yeah. That Dallas, that Dallas defense is pretty good too. Yeah. I think that would give us, I think you're going to have to have a couple of these guys back to try to go and beat the Bucks or the Cowboys.
2: Let's go out to Sam in New Berlin at 855-830-8648. Sam, give us your thoughts on the Packers' win tonight.
7: Yo, what's up, guys? Yo, what's up? Hey, it's my first time calling, dude. I've been I've been listening since 2014, first time. Hey, congratulations. Uh,
2: Thanks for calling in. We appreciate you. Yeah,
7: uh, appreciate it. Hey, Gary, um, mm-hmm.
2: if,
7: if I gave you $1,000, who would you bet on to win the Super Bowl and why?
3: Right now, today?
7: Right now, today, who would you bet on?
3: Um, good question. Probably Tampa. And why? Well, Tom Brady, go beat him. Figure it out. Nobody's beating him. Go beat him. Yeah, Dexter but he don't... He,
7: at halftime, right?
3: Yeah, he only has one Ooh. Super Bowl, bro. I
7: know, it's hard. It's hard, but... I-
2: yeah, Tom Brady. How I
3: many got like ten?
2: <laughs> More than any other franchise in the NFL. Tom Brady has seven. No,
3: I I will say this: they're they're pretty banged up defensively. I mean, they in, in the secondary right now they've got some guys missing, so they could be had. <clears throat> Excuse me.
7: I I've lived and died with the Packers since they won that the, the Magic Harper ride in 2010. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just I have no confidence in. The team, like I, I can't picture them winning a Super Bowl. I don't know what it is.
1: Is, is it the special teams? Is
7: it, uh, it? There's something that always, yeah, the special
3: like, teams is not special, that's for sure.
7: But there's something that I'm always like apprehensive about. Like, I, damn, I wish I could just like put money on them to win the Super Bowl, and that would be it. What, so what, sure.
3: what, were, what were you apprehensive about last year? Do you remember? Last year? Yeah. In the oh, NFC Championship really game, before that game started, it's at Brady. Lambeau Field. Yeah. See, uh, and that's that's what's going to be.
7: <laughs> oh, I, I ran right into that trap. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs>
3: Sam, thanks for the call. There it is. Beat him. Go you have beat to beat Brady. that's. Roger's going to have to go beat him. I mean, whether you like it or not, I mean,
2: he's just going to have to go beat this dude, man. I, I want to go back and see, because I, I have not done this research myself, but... If the team that has beat Tom Brady is the one that winds up being the super like be winning the Super Bowl. Obviously, his last year with the Patriots, yeah, the Titans beat him. Out. I have to look that up at some point. Maybe I'll have it tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show or Tuesday yeah. when I'm back in hosting. But it it's it's crazy because you're right. You you have to beat 12 TB12. You have to beat TB twelve. If you don't beat T B twelve, he's probably winning a Super Bowl. There's not Buffalo should have won that game today. They they probably should have. And still. Tom Brady found a way with a guy that's Pulled been on out. three different teams this season and Brashad Perriman, the wide receiver who had the 53 yard touchdown or whatever it was to walk it off. Crazy. What Tom Brady continues to do and the talent that Tampa Bay continues to find. Let's get to one more call here before we hit a quick break. Ellen Philly, you are on the green gold post game show with Dan Plucker and Gary Ellerson. Give us your thoughts on the game. Elle. Um, well, first of all, um,
5: I, I wanna go back to what uh, my my fellow Philadelphians Philadelphia said. I definitely feel like sure. the Green Bay Packers is, is the best team in football. And I hate to hear people on the show try to downplay that, man. I like, get these guys a credit. We do we just he's saying all the time, we playing without three all pros mm-hmm. and we ten and three. And it looks like by the looks of things, by them coming back, things are gonna go through Lambeau again. And I definitely don't think that Tom Brady or Anybody can come into Green Bay and beat us in the playoffs this year. It's going to be a whole different ball game. We got a we got a pounder with uh, with AJ Dillon. That we're going to run the ball. As long as we run the ball to establish that in the playoffs and come out and do that, which we really haven't done one game this year. I think that it's going to this is going to be the recipe for us to be unstoppable, and we're going to win it. But as far as today's game, um, I think it was a lot of rust. You know, being a week off. I think that's why the offense started off slow. I think that's why the defense was a step behind and you know, they came out with a bunch of like misdirection stuff and pretty much, you know, caught us, you know, back on our heels. But once we start, you know, be able to dig in and then you really start to see the real Packers, you know what I'm saying? That's how we were able to right. move away the way that
2: we did. And L when, so, when they're the real Packers, I agree with you. They probably are the best team in the NFL, but there have been too many moments this season where they have not been the real Packers, and there have been issues, whether it's special teams, the offense not looking right, or or early, early in the season, not obviously recently, but the defense kind of struggling early this season. Again, not recently, but but it it, it feels like all three units have not been on the same page in a game yet. And until I see that, I don't know if I could call them the best team in football.
5: That's fine. I'm not here to try to change a mind right. or like that. Your opinion is your opinion, but my no opinion doubt is this: there's no perfect team. Like that. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why people want everybody to. They'll find. We'll play close to a perfect game, and people will try to find one little pimple and say, oh, well, they didn't do this or they didn't do that. Sure. I watched Tampa Bay play today. They run defense stink. And I don't understand why in the world didn't, um, you know, the, uh, the Bills the run Bills the ball run. more. You know what I'm saying? That's when mm-hmm. they started running the ball more, and then they allowed Josh Allen to run the ball. That's when they started gouging them and able to find, um, you know, uh, that Robert Stevens was open, and, um, and they were scoring on them. So I don't. I mean, those they're they're a vulnerable teams, and all the other teams that they lost, sure. we beat. So I don't. I don't get it. Like Arizona, we beat them. We beat the, the Rams. We beat them convincingly. Like I mean, with us, we got to do like give us our, give the team credit. They deserve it. They deserve to
3: be. Well, you got to get. You, no, well, no, you you give them credit. They got to get to the Super Bowl. I mean, we we've I been to three. We've been to what is it three? Two NFC Championship games? Two consecutive. I mean, we, we mean, I mean, Rodgers, how many NFC Championship games Rodgers have been to himself and hadn't gotten like there? Six. Four. I mean, and, and that's the problem. And, and until you can get to, I mean, it'd be one thing had we gotten to some of these Super Bowl with Rodgers, we didn't. And so that's, that's, that's what you're kind of cautious against is that this team, under Rodgers, under Matt LaFleur, under Mike McCarthy, whoever you want to put it on, they just have not been able to seal the deal. I mean, and until they do that, I mean, you can say all you want. Yeah, you know, this is it, and this. I mean, last year the rallying cry last year. Correct me if I'm wrong. We need to get Brady in Green Bay. We need to have a home game. We got to have a home game. Brady in Green Bay. That that didn't do us. That that did us no good at all.
5: But listen, but can I say something, guys Before you, before yeah, go? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all. When what year have you ever been confident with our defense being the way it has? That's true. What you, and then also, and then also, yeah, you write right about us being a rally call to get him in, in the Green Bay. But two weeks prior to that, we lose all all pro left tackle. So with that being said, that was the that's the main roadblock. and let's just call it what it was. Brady played like crap against us. He right? did. We threw three, three
3: He did. So, and that's what I'm saying to you now. I was confident in this defense last year with three picks in the second not half. Like and and, like we now, up, and we still end up – and we still end up – who is who is Rasul Douglas? Who is he? <laughs> right, <laughs> I agree.
5: You're
3: right. Somebody right, I mean me. You're right. You're right. right. he ain't Jair. So, I mean, if you think, like, and got to pick six tonight, love it. I mean, good to right. give him credit. But mm-hmm. still, I mean, it, it, there's still, for me, personally – Go beat Tom Brady. I'm all in. Me too. I'm in the
5: same boat. I, I want to play him. I want him to come back. I don't care if we go there. It don't matter. But I, want I
3: got another mm-hmm. thing. Here, here's one last thing before you go. All right. Okay. You, okay. Know wa- you know who I don't want. You know
5: who
3: I don't want to see. Who's that? Them Cowboys. Yeah. Really? <laughs> no. I do oh, not do want to see Mike McCarthy and them Cowboys at. I, I don't see, I'm Atlanta not with you all. there, Gary.
2: And and yeah, I don't uh, want to
3: see them. Okay, thanks Bye. for the call, Gary. I yeah, don't want to see him at all. Man. I'm not
2: with you with the whole Cowboys thing, and, and I'll tell were, you why. And they
3: were they were horrible again today.
2: I'll tell you again, why after we hit this them. break. Why I'm not worried about the Dallas Cowboys because I have some reasons. I think the Packers beat the Dallas yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, but if it's they do it's all
3: but it's it's all going to be hocus pocus stuff. It ain't going to be real.
2: Well, we'll see uh, Aaron Rodgers okay. at the mic. Now we'll try to get him in before the end of the show and Matt LaFleur as well. We'll see if we can get both of those in for you. We'll also uh, at least get the drive of the game. We'll name our MVP and I'll tell you why I'm not as confident in the Dallas Cowboys as Gary Ellerson. That comes up next here on the green gold post game show presented by Lakeland university on the big show radio network.
1: Who scored first? Was it a big play? It's time for the Schulze family beef. First score of the game. Schultz Family Beef. Treat your grill to quality Wisconsin pasture-raised beef from their family farm. Just go to schultzfamilybeef.com. You're listening to the Green and Gold Postgame Show, presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network.
6: So from the two, they line up to go for it on a fourth down and goal. (laughs) Rodgers flanked by Jones. Rodgers fires caught touchdown. Alan Lazard. And our first Lambeau leap of the night on
2: Lazard's third catch of the game. Alan Lazard having himself a nice little game today. In the Packers, 45 to 30 win over the Chicago Bears. He had six receptions, 75 yards, and that score that you just heard, it's Gary Ellerson, former Packer and Badger, running back, and Dan Plucker with you here on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network. And after the game, Gary, Lazard having some words, or at least he had some words on a T-shirt that you saw, right? Yeah, yeah. What what exactly was it again? I still own you.
3: In his post game presser, I think you can pull it up there somewhere. It's, it's all over. Oh yeah, right yep.
2: Now. Actually, it's right now on the TV that I'm watching too. He's wearing a shirt with a gold, uh, a gold like square Crazy. on it that has Lambeau Field in it, and it says yeah. "I still own you." Uh, over He's the top. Nice. Yeah. Man, are they just riding that "I still own you" stuff? Well, they're bought in.
3: <laughs> it's what this what this is. They totally have bought in.
2: Packers win 45 to 30 over the Chicago Bears. An impressive performance by the Packers in the second half and, and really down the stretch in this game, you can include the last couple minutes of the first half as well. And and we, we've been railing on the special teams and well-deservedly for this entire show. And part of me wonders how big of a blowout this would have been had the True. special teams not been that bad, Gary.
3: No, I would agree with you. They were, they were horrible. And so they, they got to get that fixed. I mean, they, and they can, I mean, they, they can make it better. To me, you just got to give a little bit more effort. Stay in your lanes. Be fundamentally sound. They can coach that up. Now, when you're talking about the return, punt return, that you don't coach up. Either you can do that or you can't. They may may need to, if they feel like they've got somebody back there, they better try to get somebody ready because you've got to coach that up.
2: Well, and now I want to actually go back to that, that first score of the game that we just heard from Schulze family B. Alan Lazard scoring that touchdown on fourth and fourth and two a big game changing moment uh, yes. there because it put the Packers on the board. Some momentum finally going on the positive direction for the Packers, Gary. But the thing that puzzles me is in third and second and third and very short in goal, like two, three yards. How are you just not giving the ball to AJ Dillon every time? There's another thing, right? <laughs> like, and it's not just this one time. This has happened several times this year, repeatedly, where all the Packers year long. are a yard, are four yards or less on second, third, and maybe even fourth downs, and they don't just hand the ball to AJ Dylan like two, three, know who four times. That on. Me, me too. I, it's confusing yeah. as all get out to me, and and even so, like the Packers love doing all their motion stuff. Have Devontae come in motion and and either pitch him the ball. If you see the outside open or hand the ball off to Dylan and let him just rumble up the middle. It it would be so easy. It's like, they're trying to make it really difficult to score touchdowns. And it just doesn't make sense to me. Agreed. Cause, cause in the goal line situation today, uh, Aaron Jones was the one that actually came in and finished off one of the touchdowns, AJ Dillon didn't get in the end zone today, even though he deserved to 15 carries for 71 yards. And really the difference maker in, in a couple of drives in the second half where the Packers milked clock, they milk time. And uh, they, they also moved the ball effectively down the field with AJ Dillon. I was, I, it's just, it's just so dumbfounding to me that in the, at these red zone, Fourth and or short situations, you know, they don't just give the Dylan, give the ball to Dylan. It just makes too much sense. And for whatever reason, they're throwing the football. It seems every single down in that, in that circumstance, but nonetheless, the Packers still do win this game. And we still got a lot more here on the green gold post game show coming up on the big show radio network, (laughs) excuse me. And coming up next, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll hear from. The MVP of this game, probably Aaron Rodgers. That's next here on the Green Gold Post Game Show. Dan Plucker, Gary Ellerson hanging out with you.
1: The Green Bay game is over. What was the scoring drive of the game? It's time for the drive of the game. Brought to you by ABC Audio Video, home entertainment and smart home technology simply done right. Check them out at abcaudiovideo.com. You're listening to the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network.
2: It is the Green and Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University. Dan Plucker... And Gary Ellerson with you after the Packers win 45 to 30, a bit of a comeback win for the Green Bay yeah. Packers. A surprising need for a comeback win against the Chicago Bears, as the Packers do wind up still winning by two touchdowns. But they get the job done, and it all started in my eyes and and with a with a tone setting drive to open up the second half. AJ Dillon just rumbling and tumbling all the way down the field, and then Rodgers connecting with Devontae a couple of times. Uh, Also connecting with MVS, they get into the red zone. And then uh, eventually Aaron Jones uh, gets the job done and punches it in. A little more outside possibilities now. Jones, he takes it in.
6: So as we say, Dylan does all the heavy lifting and then the cherry on top of the cake goes to
2: Jones for the touchdown. So Aaron Jones kind of reaping the benefits of what was a great, a great drive by AJ Dylan there, Gary.
3: Yeah, no, you're right. I think when you look at the combination of what they have, it's working. And you know, we'll get into a little bit of that tomorrow. Uh, I still think that you need to err on the side of caution with uh, Aaron Jones. You want uh, You want to have a healthy Aaron Jones. For the yeah,
2: absolutely. You have to, I mean, he's that big of a difference maker yeah. for sure. And AJ Dillon too, if you, as, as as long as you can keep his carries low, I mean, he only had 15 yeah. tonight, but if you can keep mm. his carries low and still have him have the impact in games like he did tonight, where you could tell the bears were just getting tired of tackling this 250 mm. pound mammoth that's running at them. Yeah. It, it plays a toll. And, and that drive that Aaron Jones finished off. Right afterward was the fumble. The Packers immediately recover, score again on the very first play, and then a field goal. All of a sudden they're up two scores after going to, after being down six going into the break. It changed the course of this football game, how they came out in the second half. And it was really why they wound up winning this game. And and the guy that was potentially the best player, actually, he was the best player on the field, future Hall of Famer and Three-time MVP Aaron Rodgers was at the mic just a few moments ago, and he gave he talked about this game, how important this win was for him, also how important beating a Brett Favre record in this rivalry was, and gave an update on that toe injury. Let's go up to Green Bay and hear from Twelve after the game. I mean, it's pretty cool
9: to have celebration. People have mocked it over the years, Uh, probably in good fun. I mean, I've known Robert for a long time. I saw him do it. He looked right at me, Uh,
10: but. Doesn't give me the extra motivation, but it usually hasn't ended well for most of the people who've done it. Rob Domofsky. Aaron, did you see the shirt Alan Lazard wore into his press conference? Uh, if it's the one he wore into the facility, yeah. So.
4: Well, it was the he, I still own you shirt, is what he wore. Do you have one? And did you consider wearing it?
9: Uh, no, I mean, I've already said what I've said. I don't need to double and triple down i let those words stand for themselves but uh yeah i can't remember who made the shirts did he say yeah. that he made
10: them
2: A- aj Dillon. he said
10: yeah aj aj gave me one uh when he got them, so i, I definitely have one Cassidy hill Hey, Aaron. uh, Six receptions on seven targets, 75 yards for Alan Lazard. Those are all season highs for him thus far. Was some of that just a byproduct of Randall Cobb being out, or or what was it that was working with Alan tonight?
9: Yeah, probably Randall being out, put him in the slot a little bit more. You know, Quez is very comfortable outside, and although we moved Devontae around in the slot a little bit, uh, once, you know, we weren't able to get him going early in the game, uh, Alan's going to start in the slot for us. So, Uh, definitely there were some opportunities uh, for him and he made the most of them beginning with the first big catch of the game on a third and long, um, you know, last, uh, last time out, he had a couple opportunities that I know he wishes he would have came up with. And the Allen, I know, you know, usually makes those plays. So it's fun to see him come out tonight,
10: have a really solid game, make some uh, really important plays for us uh, at at, uh, important uh, game situations.
8: Steve McGargy.
2: You've talked in the past about how much this rivalry means to you. You've now thrown more touchdown passes against the Bears than anybody, or one ahead of Brett Bar. Just what does that kind of mean to you to have you and Brett one, two on that and you at first no. Yeah, that
9: does mean a lot to me. It really does. You know, some the majority of stats don't mean don't mean much, but this rivalry does mean a lot to me uh, because I've lived in I'm, I'm almost an adult in Green Bay. I've lived here for 17 years. And started for fourteen. I know how much this rivalry means to our fans, and to be a part of uh, part of it has been really special. Obviously, to follow Brett and know what uh, you know how successful he was over his time, and how many big games he played in against them. Uh, it just it's it's a sweet rivalry. It's it's one that uh, is uh, very special to me. And and uh, I knew I was you know three from tying and four from breaking. So
10: uh, I'm definitely gonna hang on to that ball. That ball is is an important one. Ryan Wood. With all that
2: said about the rivalry, uh, we've been talking about the uncertainty of next year for for months. Does this feel like your your final game against the Bears as Packers quarterback?
9: No, I don't know, Ryan. I mean, I'm not really thinking about that right now. Uh, I'm devoting all my energy
10: uh, and focus to the season. And – I don't know. I don't think it's my last against the bears. Uh, you know, I feel like
9: one of the factors in continuing to play would be, you know, can I still play? Uh, Do I still have it? Can I still be effective and efficient and,
10: and make the plays? I feel like I'm capable of making. And I think the answer is yes. MK Burgess. Hey Aaron, as the leader of the offense and just the leader of the Packers in general, what are you seeing from special teams that is causing all of the, the mishaps that you've had today?
9: <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't watch this special teams film, so I won't be looking at that t- tomorrow from my sideline vantage point. You know, they got a couple of talented returners. I mean, Grant is electric and, and we knew it. I mean, you don't see many guys. I've never seen a guy return a punt out of the end zone, but he did. And the touchdown that he had—I mean, he caught it. It was what 97 or 98 yards. I mean, it's—he's a special, dynamic player. Uh, so we knew we had to, get, you know, get our gunners down on him and, and punt the ball in a certain spot. But even when you do, sometimes you pin him back inside the five, and he's stumbling. You know, great players can can make plays like that. Um, but we need to clean some things up for sure. Uh, you know, Chicago has had an up and down season. Obviously they wouldn't be considered a great team at this point, um, but when you're playing great teams and, and the kind of football we're going to be playing here over the next month, uh,
10: we need to be a lot more sound in that phase of the game.
8: Wes Hotkwitz.
10: Hey, Aaron. Um, obviously Billy ends up going down, Dennis steps in. I think that was his first time playing in a, any kind of game since the the Texans preseason, as far as the offensive side of things. How did you feel you guys did with the O line, and just what do you think it's said about that group to be able to endure this this kind of stretch you've had to go through all season?
9: Yeah, I think Big David, Big Debach did a great job uh, stepping in. Uh, I love Dennis. I think he's got a real steady personality, and and he's a pro's pro. So. Um, I was uh, happy to have him out there. Uh, I, I haven't looked at the film obviously yet, but just from a field standpoint, I felt like it, You know, he did a really nice job. Uh, you know, it's tough to go the entire season, I'm sure, and not play. And then, boom, you're thrust into a game, important situation, uh, down in the game, and you're going to have to play a you know a half plus of football um, and deal with uh, you know conditioning of of that because you know practice. Uh, conditioning is one thing, but getting in the game and doing it over and over and long drives, I'm just really proud of them. And the other guys that, uh, up front, you know, Yash and John and Royce and Lucas, you know, they battle. And I thought we did a good job uh, up front. Um, There's a couple of coverage sacks, but I feel like overall, we protected
10: well. We ran the football well. And then, you know, just kind of got the ball to uh, to our guys at certain times.
8: Mike Clemens.
4: Aaron, to come out in the second half with a 75-yard drive and then capitalize after Preston and Rashawn with the turnover. That, that ball to Aaron Jones, how unique was that play? Because Nathaniel Hackett they showed him jumping up and down the press box. <laughs>
9: well, that was not where the ball was supposed to go, and that was
10: not in the play at all. Uh, there was a play in the preseason in 2005, I believe playing Buffalo, and Farve
9: had a keeper to the right and threw it back to Amon Green, who just happened to be kind of, you know, trotting down the left sideline. I remember how cool that was and how he, the hell he even got back to, to Amon in that game. Uh, and that was what happened on this one. The play was for Big Dog for Devontae. Uh, it was a really well-contrived uh, play that they came up with this week. And I really felt like that big dog was going to get the touchdown. Um, But as I rolled out, they doubled big dog and, and Tay was covered and the slide was covered. And I just happened to peek back and see kind of Aaron Jones, just kind of taking it down the left side and he turned it up. And right when I was about to throw it about to release it, I saw kind of a flash of a guy from the left. So I just threw it a little bit higher and softer than I was thinking about throwing it a split second before, but that was not the play call. But, uh, we
10: laughed about uh, about on the sidelines for sure. And glad it worked out like that. Marty Hendricks. Aaron, um, it wasn't exactly a strong first start for the team, first 19 minutes down 10, nothing. That second and third quarters, you know, 38 points and uh, 21 and 17. Can you talk about what ignited that change? Yeah, I don't know if there's anything particular. I think that we just hit a
9: couple of plays to get us going, and once we kind of got to a rhythm a little bit, uh, that was important. We ran the ball a little bit better there. Then we just started kind of slinging all over the place, and uh, you know, scored that first touchdown. Then Sewell had the pick six to put us ahead, and then they got a couple of scores, and next thing you know, we're you know looking at the wrong end of a back down ten. So the really really important drive for us. Um, in the two-minute to uh, to take it down there and score. Uh, wanted to get Devontae involved, so moved him into the slot on a few of those plays and and got the got the right coverage. On the touchdown, you know, the unsung hero of the play is Marquez Valdez-Scanland because he's running the clear-out route on the outside to allow for Devontae to run his out and up. And then Tay is just so – he's so talented to be able to catch that ball in full stride and, and make a guy miss on the five-yard line who's barreling down. It's pretty impressive. So that was a big drive for us. I know they got a field drive for that, but then to come out of the second half put together a near six-minute drive um, was was huge. Take the lead back, you know, Preston gets a sack fumble, and then we get a one-play touchdown, and we go from down 27-21 to ahead
10: 35-27 pretty quick, and that was uh, definitely one of the turning points of the game.
8: All right, we'll just do three more. Hunter Baumgart?
2: Yeah, Aaron, you said the, the toe felt better, you know, after the bye week last week, not having to play a game. How does it feel after this one? And does it feel better than it has after the last couple of games?
9: No, it feels worse. Um, I don't know what kind of setback uh, that I had tonight, but
10: I will look at it tomorrow. But definitely, uh, definitely take a step back tonight.
8: Wes Hodkowitz.
10: Aaron, um, Rasul was in here earlier, and he talked about
2: Preston's halftime speech. I know numerous times you've mentioned kind of the friendship you've had with him. Just what what have you seen from him this season you know, and on for him to kind of back that up the way he did to start off the
10: second half? What did that do for you guys?
9: Preston is kind of our, uh, game day talker. Uh, it's great. Uh, he's, uh, pregame and halftime. Usually, uh, he has some impassioned words. Uh, he's the kind of guy when he talks, he's respected guys, listen to him and, and guys appreciate his messages. Uh, I love Preston. I, I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, the opportunity to get to play with him, to, to get to become better friends with him, uh, the messages that we share with each other uh, during the week. Um, I just really love the guy. I think he's, uh, he's a good human. He's a great player. And uh, I love uh, love what he brings to the team from a leadership standpoint. he stepped into that role even more this year. And i um, very, very proud of him and, and proud to be his friend and proud to be his teammate.
2: There was Aaron Rodgers after the game today as the Packers win 45-30 to over the Chicago Bears. We'll hit a quick break. When we come back, we'll name our MVP of this game. And, and Aaron Rodgers, that toe injury, that's going to be the talking point all week long on the Big Show Radio Network. And more next here on the Green Gold Post Game Show presented by Lakeland University.
1: The Green Bay game is over. What player stood out from today's game? Who made the biggest impact? It's time to name the Van Horn Automotive MVP of the game. Van Horn Automotive Group, with locations throughout Wisconsin and in Iowa. Family-born and employee-owned. On the web at vanhornauto.com. You're listening to the Green and Gold Post Game Show, presented by Lakeland University on the Big Show Radio Network.
2: I, I, I mean, was it ever a doubt when when Aaron Rodgers comes out and says something like that in the last time the Chicago Bears and the Green Bay Packers met and then comes out after a bye week, they struggle a little bit. But then Aaron Rodgers winds up uh, getting sacked also, I should say, by Robert Quinn, who then throws the discount double check. Over Aaron Rodgers, then Rodgers proceeds to throw for 341 yards and four touchdowns and is the MVP of this game. There should not be any doubt from any fan out there that Rodgers was the best player on this field and the number one reason why the Green Bay Packers won this football game today and why they are 10 and 3 this season and continue to look like a contender. For the Super Bowl. Maybe not the best team in the league quite yet, but very capable of getting there. Matt LaFleur had a bunch of comments after the game, too. We were not able to get to them on today's show, but you'll catch all of them tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show in just a couple hours from night, right now. They're gonna have all of that information for you. Sparky, LeRoy, and Gary Ellerson will all be breaking the game down even further tomorrow on the Wendy's Big Show and all week long as the Packers beat the bears 45 to 30. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't the best game in the world, but they do win this thing for Adam Roberts doing a great job on the other side of the glass producing and Gary Ellerson, former Packer and Badger running back. I am Dan Plucker Packers win 45 to 30 in Lambeau field are 10 and three on the season. And guys, there's still that Super Bowl hope on the mind for a lot of Packer fans, more of the big show coming up tomorrow. Have a great rest of your Sunday night.
4: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.